for you and your life? Do you find yourself daydreaming about things you hardly ever get to experience? Do you set goals that you can't wait to achieve and then suddenly realize you're making no headway? You're not alone. So many of us are living a version of our lives that is less than what we deserve. We're ready for more, but the problem is we don't know how to get it. This podcast's intention is to fill you up with tips, tricks, and tools to unlock your motivation, get energized, and begin living a life of your wildest dreams. Let's do this. I'm Ashley, and this is the Sparks Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Sparks Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Smith, and I am super excited to be joined today by my best friend, Nicole Rockamora. (laughs) Now, this girl I have known for probably 17 to 18 years now. We literally live next door, um, have for quite some time. For most of our lives. Most of our lives. Um, And yeah, so Nicole works for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, but she has this awesome side life um, as a freelance makeup artist where she's just recently began a new business called N-Rock Beauty where she does freelance wedding and event makeup. Mm-hmm. And it's going super awesomely, and I'm very excited for her. So I wanted to have her on for a couple reasons. One, because she lives next door and it's easy. <laughs> um, and two, because there's so much to talk about when it comes to makeup and all fun things like oh, that. Yes. So we're just going to dig in. So, totally. welcome, Nicole. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on here. So why don't we just start with you telling us maybe, like, your your journey with makeup how you decided to get into makeup <laughs> oh man that goes back a while um probably so my first memory with makeup is watching my mom do it I feel like a lot of us kind of have that same type of memory mm-hmm. but my mom when she was younger um really loved her makeup and did it every day every morning and I would sit on the sink and she would do it in the mirror and I would just like watch her and like play with her stuff. So that's my first memory of it. And then my first time like actually really using it was probably middle middle school. Yeah, probably the middle thick school. Black eyeliner <laughs> stages. Yeah, pretty much when everyone started horribly using <laughs> makeup. Um, but I cause I used it for different reasons because I had like really bad acne growing up. So for me it was a way for me to like cover up some of the blemishes and kind of feel a little bit more normal like other girls in the school um but then eventually it just grew into just me loving how I could have different techniques of using makeup and um the skills I could acquire like every year I would kind of just get better at like one aspect of like doing my foundation or doing my blush or my bronzer or my eyeliner because you know it like you said it went from like (laughs) black raccoon eyes like you remember like it was thick on the top thick on the bottom in the waterline and then like 16 pounds of mascara (laughs) oh my gosh we all probably look like when we smiled Sorry, you can't even see this because this isn't a visual medium, but <laughs> it just makes me laugh. But and I had like nice um, blue like <laughs> eyeshadows going on <laughs> and like glitter, like oh uh, yeah. But um, yeah, it eventually just grew into me like 
turning into a skill essentially and an art and now I just do it for fun I do it to make myself feel confident and feel good and then I do it on my friends just for you know good times and then now I do it as a job because I figured if I love doing it like I could kind of make it into a profession that I don't hate going to or doing every day and I can make my own schedule and stuff like that so I'm hoping the business eventually pops off (laughs) it will and that is legit like the listeners of this podcast know exactly what you're talking about because Mm -hmm. that's my story as well is finding the thing that you love that you can turn into a business I actually just bought a shirt today at TJ Maxx. (laughs) You just had a zero balance. I know. I spent $100 today. Anyways, the the shirt says, don't give up on your daydream. Mm. And I love it. (laughs) Yes. And Nicole and I are both here right now, not giving up on our daydreams. That's a really good one, actually. And that's true. And that's why it's so nice to have, like, each other, especially Mm -hmm. me having you, though, because you've been doing this longer. So, like, you can give me advice and kind of tell me what the hell I'm doing on social media no one knows what the hell they're doing on social media honestly that's true that's very true but thank you for sharing I love this it's so and there's even stuff I didn't know like with you and your mom Mm -hmm. watching your mom I love seeing like picturing that it's so cute Mm -hmm. um love it well so let's go in a little bit on this so you said you started getting into makeup Kind of as like a masking mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like over time it's been able to evolve, or like how does how does makeup like relate to self esteem? Do you think for people? Hmm. So, well, I think it differs for a lot of people. Obviously, people wear makeup for different reasons. Um, that's a good question. Like, I'm trying to figure out. For me, since it started out as a like me being self-conscious about stuff and using that to make me feel confident. I feel like as I got older and I started wearing less and less, I realized at that point that I was confident enough without it Mm -hmm. also. So that then I was just confident in both. I realized I didn't need the makeup to feel a certain way to feel beautiful like if I if I wanted to go out in the world because now I go out all the time in public without makeup like <laughs> I feel like back in the day I would like never let anyone never. see me without makeup so I feel like I b- built my confidence from that like mm. getting the confidence from there first mm-hmm. and then eventually kind of chipping away at the insecurities by putting less and less makeup on yeah. as the years go on. It's kind of like a backwards weird No, but thing. it makes sense. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us do have done it that way. Yeah, that's true. Like, And even it's interesting to think about some of the people you see on Instagram and stuff that when they do those side-by-sides and it's absolutely totally different. Mm-hmm. Like the things that I love to see the most are like what you do when – like you don't look all that different between makeup and not makeup it's like your skin tone's the same mm-hmm. like your features are just made a little more prominent so it's as like yeah. an accessory mm-hmm. to your already existing beauty exactly not like making you different right it's just accentuating certain things at least that's what I like to do when I do client makeup is like if I see a feature that I think is beautiful or that they think is beautiful or whatever I'm like okay let's 
play that up and like mm-hmm. let's use the makeup in the art form way and like use the shadows and the contours and the highlights and all that stuff and mm-hmm. it's fun it's just it really is so fun because it is at the end of the day it is an art because it's yeah. just like painting it's <laughs> yeah exactly it's like painting on a canvas but you're painting on a 3d living yes. <laughs> canvas so it's it's really fun though I love it yeah, I did, as you know, but my audience doesn't. I did stage makeup for quite a while. And mm, I forgot about that. Yeah, and the hardest thing, I just found all of my drawings yesterday. I can show them <laughs> to you. But the hardest thing for me to do was, like, actual human makeup. Mm-hmm. So if it was, like, a 1940s style or something, I could make myself look like a monkey or Shakespeare, hands up and down, <laughs> but I cannot do a 1940s female look. <laughs> it is hard. Because it does, I think, depend so much on, like, an individual's face mm-hmm. and features. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which is interesting. Yeah, and, like, color-wise, too, like, you have to go into, like, color theory. And, like, mm-hmm. it's not just, like, you slap on a color you think might work. Like, you got to think about the person's undertone of their mm-hmm. skin, like, the color of their bags under their eyes, like, what will correct what. And it's just, it can kind of be, like you know concoction yeah it turns into like a fun like oh, okay how do I mm-hmm. turn this into this or make this color work for this and yeah yeah it is it's hard it can be hard but I feel like I've done it for so long at this point on myself mm-hmm. and then eventually practicing on like my friends and then them liking mm-hmm. it I'm like oh okay well if I can do it yeah. on them like I can do it on other people so totally <laughs> I don't know really like how to ask this question that I want to ask but like going back to the self-esteem thing um, I guess, like, what would you say if someone is very, like, non-self-confident in how they look without makeup or how they, like, look just as as they are, mm-hmm. um, what do you think is, like, a health – is there a line between, like, healthy and unhealthy ways to use makeup to help yourself? Like, is there a time that you might take it too far? What do you – or what's your opinion on that? Hmm. It's toughy. Yeah, it's hard because, like, who am I to say that what you're doing to make yourself feel better is wrong or right, but um, it doesn't mean it's healthy, too. So I feel like if – I feel like if you're at, like, an obsessive point, like how I said before, like – when I tell you that I couldn't be seen without makeup, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I feel like I know there was one point where there was a sleepover or something where, I like, I didn't even want to take off my makeup mm. to go to bed because the girls would see me and, like, my skin. And so I feel like when it gets to that point and, like, mm-hmm. you're using it almost like a crutch and you're not, like, really dealing with... Mm-hmm the issue like the underlying issues of like why do you feel so why is your self-confidence so low like what how do we fix it without using makeup because yeah makeup like a mask yeah yeah you can you can use it but it's not it's not a permanent Mm -hmm. it's a band-aid like they say like it's just a a surface level Mm -hmm. thing um so I feel like once it becomes like very obsessive and a, a not addicting but like that you have you feel like you have no worth without it mm-hmm. that's when 
Absolutely. I think you know there's an issue and there's a problem that you need to address in another yeah. way. And it's not even just makeup. Like, everyone has that thing. Yeah. And I feel like that was your thing mm-hmm. growing up. And my thing was, like, being the most successful person mm-hmm. in any room. Like, even if I was crying every day and whatever. Like, we both had these things that you use to mask your insecurities. And mm-hmm. it's just so shitty. Um, so... What would you say, like, what for you personally, like, getting over that? Because I know I've had to do a lot of work to get over my... I'm still getting over my stuff. I was going to say, I'm still... Uh, what do you mean? I'm still there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll take a back seat. And like, I'll wear a lighter shade or whatever, you know? <laughs> um, like, what has helped you move from that girl at the sleepover to where you are now? That's Or what do you think, even if it wasn't consciously, like, what's helped you through the years? Um, I think a form of acceptance, like accepting myself in the way I was born and the way I look Mm -hmm. exactly the way I am. Mm -hmm. And I I actually just made a, um, uh, Instagram post on my beauty page and I was talking about how... There's this phrase that I read somewhere, and you've probably heard it. It's like, if you... Oh, don't point out things about people's appearances if they can't fix it in 10 seconds. Oh, wow. And, like, that hit me because I was like, oh, that's so true. Like, why would I point out someone's acne? They can't fix that. Like, they yeah. were, that's just part of them. I can't point out their weight, their lips, their mouth. Like, you're literally born that way. So... Knowing that, I'm kind of accepting the fact, like, this is my face. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my body. This is who I am. Like, why ridicule myself Mm -hmm. to the point of destruction and mental, like, health issues when I can instead learn to just accept it and try to find the other features in my physical or not that are good and that make me happy and that make me confident and stuff like that so it's it's a totally it's a mental thing for sure like I feel like that's the only way you can really feel confident and truly beautiful Mm -hmm. and like kind of free is Mm -hmm. when you just accept what you are and love what you look like like it's hard though it's really freaking hard some days I'm not gonna lie but Totally. It's a thing you have to practice at, I think. And I've talked to my therapist about this. Like, I literally have to practice it every single day. That's how, yep, you got to do it that way. For anything mindset related. Yeah. It's like you have to, it's never going to just come. Yeah. Which is annoying, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could wake up confident and like, yeah. like, hell yeah, I look amazing today. Like, some women do, can do that. And that's amazing. And mm-hmm. like, I strive to eventually like, kind of get there but um I think that's I think that's also why I love makeup though is because Mm -hmm. it does I wear it now I don't wear it to like make other people think I'm pretty I wear it Mm -hmm. because I think it makes me look pretty and I don't like you said I don't wear makeup to the point where I look like a totally different person right yeah you know what I mean I try to keep it like like the natural yeah exactly but um yeah I feel like, too, some, one of the things you and I have talked about before when it comes to, like, beauty standards in America mm-hmm. is that it's so white-centric. 
Absolutely. Which I think is, like, we all know it's a horrible issue when it comes to, like, anyone Mm non-white trying to feel comfortable in their own skin. Um, Like, do you think that attributes a lot to a lot of the masking people people do? And for those of you who haven't seen Nicole, she is... Um, you can you can explain yeah. it. <laughs> I'm Sorry, so just... complex that Ashley can't even explain me. Yeah. I am half Mexican, half Filipino, so I don't look white at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, to answer your question, I think it does definitely play a role in some way because people like us don't get to see people like us right like portrayed a lot I mean now more so Mm -hmm. than ever but like for me growing up it was yeah I think it was what Mulan and Pocahontas and like that's it and like I would get called Mulan and Pocahontas like all the time growing up um but yeah so not having people who look like you and so when all you see is like uh what's the word like Eurocentric, yeah. Like features, yeah. like if that's all you see in magazines and movies and TVs, and like that's what everyone proclaims to be the beautiful standard, mm-hmm. and then you look at yourself in the mirror, and I have zero of those features. It's right. like, wait, what the heck? Like, why don't I look like that? That means I'm not pretty then. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're younger, like you can't process all that information and analyze all that. You're just like, mm-hmm. I don't look like them, therefore I'm not mm-hmm. as pretty as them. Yeah. And that's that's really tough. That's so deep. Yeah. The craziest thing, I mean, it just shows where privilege lies, too, is, like, growing up, I had no idea any of this was, like, how you felt. And, I mean, I was guilty of being like, oh, you look like Pocahontas in your braids today. (laughs) Like, But it's true. Like, I wasn't even seeing characters that were Hispanic and stuff. So I had nothing to put next to either right you know, for so it's just kind of it is nice to see it changing mm-hmm. I think for sure um and like another thing to talk about there is like the patriarchal <laughs> look at makeup we'll yeah. just hit all the deep wow we're really super deep going makeup in. things today <laughs> beauty standards um but yeah when it comes to um to like the society a lot of people say beauty standards are because of men and I kind of hate that because um, I had a professor one time who wrote this scholarly article about um, beauty and it was fine but a lot of what she said was that people are wearing the heels and the lipstick to like please men oh my god yeah <laughs> no and like love this professor to death if she's listening to this um (laughs) i literally told her i wrote in my commentary everyone else like praised the article and it was a great article but i was so infuriated by this because i'm a girly girl Mm -hmm. i like to wear heels and lipstick sometimes and so um i wrote back to her saying like this is just wrong and whatever yeah so anyways i called my parents after i read it (laughs) i was like can you believe this shit like this person's telling me that who i am is because of men right and that is not possible right like i said i don't go out there dressing up every day because i want all the men to think i look good i feel good when i wear this stuff so it's for me um so i'd like to talk about that too Yeah, that also uh, grinds my gears when I <laughs> when I hear people talk about that, and especially when I just 
when men talk sometimes about <laughs> things that they just know nothing about, it's so infuriating. But um, yeah, I feel like I feel like yeah, there's times of course where if you're going out on a date mm. or wherever, like yeah, you're gonna dress up and do whatever yep. to impress the person, but you're also mostly doing it for yourself to feel beautiful and feel confident. Um, but I have a similar kind of story. Um, I had, I think it was in college. I had my, I just gotten my nails done. I got French acrylics and I was in a, sitting with a group of guys and one of them looks at my nails and he's like, I don't get it. And I was like, what? He's like, I don't get why girls do that. Like, why do you guys get your nails done like that? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean? He's like, I just don't get it because, like, we don't like it. Like, guys don't like it. So, like, why do you do it? Like, we don't care about that. And I was like, what? I was, like, like, younger, so I didn't really know how to, like, explain, like, what I didn't. You think I went to the salon and paid $25, $30 to, like, impress you when you don't even know what these are called on my fingertips? Like, no, I did it because I think they're cute. I think they're pretty. I think it looks good on my hands and it makes me feel good. And so, like, that mindset of, like, us doing things for their pleasure, mm. absolutely not. I do not wear – I don't put on eyeliner, like, and spend time on my makeup for a guy because, first of all, they're not even going to know no. the time and effort – like, they don't recognize a haircut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, if I were to ask, like, what do I have on my eyelid versus my eyelashes, they would have no clue what the difference is, mascara between eyeshadow and eyeliner, whatever. So it's just infuriating to think that we do this for men. Yeah. Like, for anyone, for you guys listening, I literally had my jaw on the floor for, like, the last 15 minutes. <laughs> Maybe it hasn't been that long, but... I am so shook by what that guy said because it literally... I can't even remember who it was. That's crazy. It literally means, like, obviously everything that you do in life is to please me. Right. Like, you're that... Why are you that special? Right. That you think that... And, like, I wasn't even, like, his girlfriend or anything. Like, like why would you care? I am so shocked. That's crazy. Wow. Well, hopefully we're making steps forward. I think so. I mean, it it also, like, going back to the thing where you see, like, a woman's face with makeup and then her face without makeup, in some ways that can be really frustrating, too, because it's like the guys make it a game. Oh, like like catfishing. Catfishing, yeah, Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, God, like, this is what she looks like without it. And it's just kind of sad, you know? I mean, first of all, sad that women should feel the need to be so masked mm-hmm. um, and not be their true selves mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like just let a person be themselves right thank you absolutely <laughs> yeah damn lots of stuff going on here yeah don't wear don't do stuff to make other people happy that's like the moral of the story whether it's a guy or not obviously because you could be impressing trying to impress whoever you want but don't change yourself don't change your like personality or your physical features for anyone other than yourself and it's a hard thing to learn like Mm -hmm. I think like we were saying practicing stuff every day that's something you have to practice every day too yeah we just recently Nicole and I had a conversation about like a guy I was into and I spent every day for like two weeks 
making myself up and literally going nowhere and seeing no one. But on the off chance that I would see this guy somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a moment when I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, literally. I think it's she says that. It's not fun for me <laughs> yeah. to sit in this jean outfit all day, like, yeah. or whatever I'm wearing. Like, all I was doing was getting up and working all day and then going to bed. Mm-hmm. And yet I felt the need to, like, be ready on the moment's uh, offshoot, whatever the word is, that, like, this guy would walk by. And it's sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all guilty of it, though. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, you can't be so harsh on yourself because yeah. yeah we we are still learning mm-hmm. and we are still unlearning certain yeah. things at the same time so I feel yeah I feel like we've definitely all been there but and it also comes to a point where like if any person's worth having in your life they would appreciate you like mm. in your lowest form mm-hmm. <laughs> your lowest form <laughs> not that without You're makeup natural. is your lowest form but I mean like they would love you sobbing on the floor, like, going through a crisis, you know? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. So, me without makeup is no big freaking deal. No. In my pajamas, whatever, I have cute pajamas. Right. I get them from Marshalls. Yeah. <laughs> so. Same. My mom just got me a pair the other day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, it's funny. But, yeah, uh, it's, um, it's an interesting conversation, I think, because it is a subject where I feel like you can, on the surface level, it seems like makeup is a mask. Mm-hmm. But it goes so much deeper than that. And Mm -hmm. there's so many, like, amazing benefits to it. And even, like, makeup has sunscreen in it now. Mm -hmm. It has, like, like, skincare, sunscreen, like, BB creams and stuff like that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's Um, great. Speaking, I'm glad you said that because uh, that's a great thing to bring up here is... Good segue. (laughs) Good segue um, is, like, skincare. So... I don't know about everyone else listening to this podcast, but I have a really tough time taking my makeup off at the end of the day. It is hard. Oh, like, no. I know. Or after a long day, I'm like, what if I didn't? <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? So, like, what was your recommended evening makeup off skincare routine? Just, like, base level. My nighttime skincare routine. There's yeah. so many YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> so, mine, I cannot. I will not go to bed with makeup on unless I'm like blackout drunk and I literally cannot do it. I'm there. <laughs> but I will always take my makeup off um, because for me, I have sensitive skin and like, you know, I have acne prone skin. So if I sleep in it, I am so screwed the next day or two. Um, so what I do is I use um, like an oil melting type it's like, oh my god, let me start over. It's from Dermalogica, I think is the brand. It's an oil, and you rub it all over your face, and it kind of melts your makeup. Whoa. Yeah, and I mean, it gets like everything off. Lipstick, eyeliner, mascara, all that stuff. And then I rinse it off with warm water, and then I go in with my um, regular face wash. And then I do a hyaluronic um, serum that I got. Uh, and it's also really important that when you do this step because I feel like a lot of people don't know this they might know this now but when you put any type of moisturizer but especially hyaluronic acid you want to put it on pretty quickly after you wash your face like your face shouldn't be like dripping wet but it should be damp like not Mm, completely dry like when you put lotion on after the shower yeah exactly Mm. because like the hyaluronic the science behind hyaluronic acid I can't explain but like it needs water to like 
bond or like really work and like get its benefits so i put on that serum and then you immediately have to put on your moisturizer at least in my skincare thing um to lock in all that moisture and then uh sometimes i put an eye cream on mm. and uh that's pretty much it that's what wow. i do it's kind okay. of it can be a little tedious but i've been doing it for so long that it's just completely normal and <laughs> i'm inspired lately i've been throwing on micellar water and wiping it all off mulan style hey slap it on <laughs> moisturizer <laughs> hey i mean you're still getting it off you're still cleaning your skin it might not be like super deep and thorough but it's better than let nothing. me tell you though if you guys don't have that bit fun they had these like did I tell you them, Nicole? They mm. had these little, like, round things that are in place of those disposable cotton rounds. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, fluffy. And oh, like a face halo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I put micellar water on it. Nicole did my makeup, like, thick. It was, <laughs> like... I didn't even think it was thick. <laughs> it was wedding makeup. Um, I put the micellar water on this thing. Legit, I have fake eyelashes on. Wipe it from forehead to chin. Look up. <laughs> Full Mulan style. I'm not even kidding. I didn't know it was possible. Everything was gone, including eyelash. Like, there was no shred of eyeliner or mascara left. It was oh. insane. So, uh, get those from Fabbit If you had done a video of that, you probably could have got a sponsorship from them. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so, like, quick rapid fire on makeup stuff. What's your favorite um, drugstore makeup brand? Ooh, buddy. <laughs> Whoa. I just bought one from one you shared on an Instagram story the other Maybelline. day. Maybelline? Yep. I really do actually like Maybelline a lot. Like, I really like their skin stuff. Like, they have good foundations and concealers um, and mascaras and eyeliners, actually, too. They have a pretty good range of stuff. So, off the top of my head, I'd probably say that. That's probably what I tend to go for, that and L'Oreal. And mm, yeah. Because I like their mascaras. The telescopic and the butterfly. Oh, I used to get the telescopic. Oh, so good, so so good. Those are the two that Is come that to mind. Is that the gold one? Yeah. Yep. It looks like a telescope. Use, yeah. Except for like ten years. It's so. It still holds up. Like people yeah. are like just now finding out about it, mm-hmm. and like I just saw a TikTok video of it. Of a girl, like, showing. She's like, oh, my God, this mascara is amazing. I'm like, oh, my God, that's been on the market for... For real. I used that in middle school. Ever, yeah. And it's still holding up. Okay, so what's your favorite expensive brand of makeup? Or, like, what would you call it? Fancy, like, name brand? I don't know. High-end. High-end, yeah. Yeah, name brand, high-end. Right side of the store at Ulta. (laughs) I think at Ulta they call it Prestige. Okay. Which I think is, like... Prestige makeup brand. I think that's too bougie for me. (laughs) Um... Oof, if you see my bathroom, I have like three to seven things of each brand <laughs> at Sephora and Ulta. So She's it is. not lying. I'm I've not lying. It. It's so hard to <laughs> pick. I love Tarte. Mm, me too. I really do. I love pretty much all their stuff mm. is pretty good. And um, Too Faced. Oh yeah. They have really good bronzers, and probably those two are my... Oh, Urban Decay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Anastasia. <laughs> See, I can't. I can't pick. Because, like, I like each brand for, like, different mm-hmm. products. Because I feel like each brand specializes in a certain product. Um, but I love Anastasia Beverly Hills, too. So Okay, important question. Ulta or Sephora? Ulta. 
Woo! Okay, that's Oh, my fast. God. 100%. Their rewards system, their rewards program is, like, so good compared... Sephora's is horrible. <laughs> Like, you know Sephora. Do you have their rewards yeah, thing? Yeah, I don't use it. Yeah, it's I don't go there. So, <laughs> it's so stupid. I never shop at Sephora anymore unless I need, like, certain brands that Ulta doesn't sell. But, like, their rewards program is you get, like, little baby samples of things. Oh. Like, that's oh, what yeah. you get that. rewarded. They're like, oh, you have 6,000 points. Here's, like, a tiny little <laughs> mascara. And I'm like, what? I spend how much money here? And you're going to give me a travel size thing? Absolutely not. And Ulta, like, you can literally redeem your points for dollars. Right. So that's but why. But only I on it. certain products. Right? No. Really? Yeah. I know the 350 coupon on the Oh, magazine. no, those are just the coupons. Oh, okay, just the coupons are certain products. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, the points, like, the literal oh. rewards points that you get. Like, right now I have 2,300 or whatever, so, like, if you just tell them to take, like, $10 off, they'll be like, Shoot. okay, they'll look on the little sheet and figure out how many points equals $10 and then take off the points. Dang. From okay. Anything. Yeah. I think they take it off mine every time, so it's just, like, a dollar <laughs> off each order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like hoard mine up and then like this lady actually gave a really good suggestion. She was like, This lady comes in, she saves all of her points all year, and then for Christmas time she uses like all of them up so that she can get like Damn. a really, really good deal or she pays like next to nothing. And I was like, Oh smart. That is smart because I save mine up all the time. Yeah. Okay. So. Now I know what I'm gonna start doing. Yeah, so Ulta all the way. And so, at the beginning of this, um, I promised to talk a little bit about friendship. Oh. (laughs) Peace, love, and friendship. Yes. So, I don't know. Like, I thought about it would be cool to talk to you about this since we've been friends for, like, our entire lives. Um, Like, what do you think? I don't know. So, backstory on me and Nicole lived next to each other from fifth grade through end of high school. Yeah. and then spent a lot of time apart, mm-hmm. like lots of years of college. Um, both lived in different places afterwards for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess from both of us, like, what do we think is the key to maintaining friendship for so long? Even if you're like, because for a long time there, we'd talk once a month. I know. You know? Which is normal. Yeah. So, like, what's the key? That's a good question, I feel like. Are you thinking too? I'm thinking too. <laughs> you look very like hmm, inquisitive. Um, yeah, I think I think part of it is like trust, like yeah. trust that you're, because like we both have anxious attachment styles. Yes, but like I don't really have an attach anxious attachment style as much like with my friends. You know mm. what I mean? Because I know that you're always mm-hmm. gonna be there and I know I'm always gonna be there for you so like yeah. there's nothing in me that's like oh my god is she gonna hate me yeah. or not want to be my friend anymore like I just kind of trusted yeah over the years like even when we went however long without talking that you know when we got back together as they say like it's mm-hmm. like no time has passed and like that's yeah. very true I was gonna say the exact same thing but in a different way which was <laughs> like there's been people or friends of mine in the past, I feel like that kind of panic if you're not always talking yeah. or think they're not a good friend if you're not texting every Yes. Week. And that's something we never did. And it was, I think, like you said, trust. But, yeah, it's like that's a good word to describe it is I wasn't like, oh, we're not talking, so we're never going to be friends again. Right. 
<laughs> type thing. Yeah, and then you, like, give off this, like, weird vibe and energy of, like, oh, wait, what? What's going on? But, mm-hmm. yeah, and, like, you know, we have so many memories and times and things together. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You can't just throw that stuff away. Like, yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, so. and even, like, back in our youth days, I think – there was this one time Nicole and I had a massive fight. I don't remember what it was about. Senior week? Or? No, it wasn't. It was before. That, <laughs> that was, was yeah. alcohol. Um, no, massive fight. And I really don't remember what it was about. But we didn't talk for like a week. Like it was like your mom was upset. <laughs> oh my God. I don't remember. And I don't know what it was I must about. have blocked this out of my memory. But we literally just didn't talk. And then at some point we decided to like write each other a letter that both addressed what are what we were upset about Mm -hmm. and how we recognized that we were also contributing to the problem Mm -hmm. so it was just this incredibly adult moment for us as kids yeah we were young yeah because I vaguely remember because you saw the computer room so that was like yeah really old yeah and it was a way to say like to to and I think that's what you need to do with friends is be able to say hey what you're doing is not cool. Mm-hmm. Call them out. Call them out, but then also recognize, okay, I know I'm being a little anxious attached right now. Like, yes. you know, be able to recognize that absolutely, it's a two-way street and no one person is, like, mm-hmm. not good. Well, sometimes. But. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have exceptions, but most of the time, yeah, it takes two to tango. Right. It's being understanding. Yeah, with any relationship, whether it's friendship, family, romantic, whatever, like, to be able to call someone out yeah and trust again that they're gonna really take into consideration what you say Mm -hmm. and try to find a fix right for the both of you like that's huge definitely that's a big that's a very mature way to to apologize too because oh yeah that was oh yeah we never had as big a fight again but we had that senior week one alcohol related but the next day we come together and we're like sorry <laughs> we're like i don't know what happened but sorry. Know, but sorry so it's being able to like just let things go yeah too you know yeah for real and like take space if you need it yeah totally for sure totally mm-hmm. that reminds me of no one's gonna care about this but it reminds me of the time i broke up with my boyfriend and um you came over to comfort me and i just did nothing you were like do you want to watch a movie? No. Oh my Do you god. Play a game? No. Do you want to <laughs> She literally sat there for like 30 minutes asking what I what she could do to help me and finally I said I'm going to take a bath. <laughs> Can you leave? I felt so bad cuz I like did not know what to do. Oh god. It's oh, funny. but again, like just being there, like just yeah. knowing that your friend is gonna be there whether they know what they're doing or not whether they're you know confused or whatever but just to have that support and know that you have someone on your team all the time is amazing yep and someone who will tell you to not text that guy when you're about to text that guy oh my god yes (laughs) that's a very needed and important in a relationship again calling i do it anyway thank you for your help (laughs) yes calling people out again yeah in a mature like obviously not in like a mean aggressive way but yeah yeah 
Well, my goodness, we have chatted on like old pals as we are. <laughs> Before we close out, I have my three questions I ask everyone. Okay. Um, first question: What are you consuming right now? As it comes to like TV, movies, podcasts, books, whatever. Like, what are you doing right now? Um. So I just finished re-listening to the podcast your own backyard because i am a true crime obsessed Mm. person and uh it's about the Kristen smart case from the 80s i believe um so it's i think it's eight episodes there it's so good like if anyone listening is into true crime and you don't know uh, about the Kristen smart case or you want to learn more it's so so good uh so i just finished re-listening have you to listened to Morbid, a true crime podcast? No. My friend um, told me about it, and it's kind of like uh, my favorite murder. Mm. Like, same type of thing with two silly girls doing it, um, but it's... <laughs> two silly <laughs> girls? I mean, you know, like, they're funny. Yeah. That's what I meant. They're funny. I know. <laughs> I would recommend that one, too. They got some really Morbid. good Morbid? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but that's, cool. that's what I'm consuming. Or I just finished consuming right now. Nice. So, second question is, as people know here, Discovering Sparks, the origin of it came from um, me trying to find something to, like, lift my spirits. So, I looked around for sparks in my day, whether it be, like, a yellow flower or, like, a particular sunshine or whatever. So, what are your little sparks that you can use um, when you're feeling really low to bring a little bit of happiness? Mm. Well, right now, because I think I have two, because I am just starting out my makeup business and I'm so like really in it again with makeup and creativity and stuff like seeing uh different looks on social media and on tv and film or whatever like seeing the artwork that's Mm. done on people's faces like because I know I mean I'm not a professional but like I know what it takes or like how long that probably took or whatever mm-hmm. like I can appreciate yeah the skill and the work that it took to like do that art on someone's face so like when I see a really good makeup application like mm-hmm. that brings me joy for some reason because I'm like oh my god that looks so good and like they probably loved it and the makeup artist probably had so much fun with it whatever um and and then it also gets my creative gears flowing and it gives yeah. me inspiration and ideas for my page and my business and stuff. So that's been kind of huge. And then, of course, my animals. Oh, yes. My dog and my cat are, like, the things keeping me alive at the moment. They're perfect. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> so they spark joy for me all the time. Love it. And third question is... Um, if someone's wanting to follow their dreams, but they're afraid to get started or holding themselves back from getting started on their dream, what's like a quick piece of advice that you would give them? Okay. It's very basic, simple, said over and over, but it's literally so true. Like, you just have to do it. Literally? That's what I say on podcasts when people like, ask me this question. There's no way around it. There's like, not. That so like the other day I did a makeup look where I um, recreated an Instagram filter, and I'm not kidding. I sat in bed and I was like, uh, I don't want to do anything. Guys, like, this look was amazing. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it looked exactly like the Instagram filter. Yeah, and like I wanted to do it, but like I just kind of didn't really feel like it at the same time, and like 
I sat there and I was like, you know what? Can I curse on this? Oh heck yeah! I was like, fuck it. You know what? You I need for expletives. On oh here. good. Okay. <laughs> um, I literally just hopped out of bed. Like I jumped out of bed and I was like, okay, if I don't do this right now, then I'm never gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing that got me to do it. And then once I started it, yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is so fun. Like this is turning out so good. And like. The same thing with how I actually started my Instagram page. I was just like, oh, I don't really feel like making it. And then I was like, fuck mm-hmm. it. I just need to fucking do it. Like, yes. there is no way around it. You there's just not. have to do it. I love how you said, too, that you hopped out of bed. Because there's so many times that I quite literally, like, throw myself <laughs> off the couch. Because I'm like, all right, woof, let's do it. You yeah. <laughs> you, like, need that momentum of energy to, like, bring into your work almost. Guys, like, sometimes I do a countdown. I'll be like, okay, three, two, one, let's roll. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a good one. It's so true, though. Simple, but just effective. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. You'll never do it if you don't just do it. <laughs> so... There's our advice. That, That's the quote we'll put on this podcast. That sounded like something Michael Scott would say. <laughs> just, what did she just say? You'll never do it if you don't just, just do it. Shoot. We're going to make that an inspirational uh, piece of artwork. That was deep. <laughs> deep. Anyways, Nicole, where can people find you online? And if they're curious um, about like hiring you for makeup stuff. Um, I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. And they're both called nrock beauty n-r-o-c beauty um so you can contact me there and then my email is nrockbeauty at gmail.com um yeah exciting thank you so much for being here today thanks for having me it has been lovely and i hope that you can come join us again yes once we're further down in the beauty business yes that'll be fun (laughs) 